It's award-winning Frederick County Sports Weekend with interviews with local coaches and players. Here's your host, Steve Nibbs. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs, and we are continuing our series of talking with the head football coaches here in Frederick County. And my guest this uh, today is the head coach at Middletown High School, Mr. Colin DeLauder. And, Coach, always a pleasure to have you and talk with you, and welcome. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Indeed. my No problem whatsoever. So, Coach, you've had a uh, – this is your fifth year coming up. Uh, you've been able to um, come off a state title year in, in 2019, won the county title this past spring. Uh, certainly outstanding success uh, for the, the Knights with you at the helm here. Uh, what are some of the things that you feel a tribute to having uh, your Teams do as well as they do, and you were able to do this in a very short period of time as the head coach. Uh, yeah, um, well, really, um, one of the you know most important things is our uh, our youth program uh, does a, a fantastic job of preparing these uh, young men for uh, high school football. Um, they go you know above and beyond, and it's great having uh, you know great continuity between the youth program and the high school program. Uh, but the coaches uh, that I work with. Are just fantastic at the high school. Um, coach Ryan Cutsdale, he's been he's been a high school coach now about I think this is his 11th or his 12th year. Um, he's offensive defensive line coach. Uh, he's got you know some of the the best passion to be around and, and a wealth of knowledge about the game. And our offense coordinator uh, Michael Pritz uh, played with him um, in high school and uh, he was the quarterback um, on the, on our team. And uh, he just you know works fantastic with the with the kids. And um, we have. Uh, Scott Stoudemire, who's you know been around Middletown football for years and years, and uh, Joe Roth, uh, who's been here for about 12, 13 years now. Um, it's just an endless list of uh, coaches who just donate so much time. And really, uh, what is special about them is the players, you know, trust them and buy into them, and, and that's really the key to our success. Because um, without them, uh, we wouldn't be able to, to do uh, half half of what we've been able to do. Indeed, Coach, and you, you hit the, the, one of the main, certainly, ingredients uh, that is needed for success at the high school level. That is your feeder pro, or youth program, and that has certainly been a, a staple for Middletown High School over all these years. Absolutely. It's, uh, it's something really special um, and that we uh, hope will continue for many years to come. <laughs> I'm sure you do. I'm sure that, that everyone else in that area does as well. It, it is a community that supports their ath- athletics and have for years. You have a very s- special, um, I know you don't always want to talk about yourself, but it's certainly a uh, special time that you were able to play and now come back to your alma mater as the head coach, plus as a player win a state title and then come back to your alma mater and win a state title as well. That's going to be a very special place in your heart. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I've told many people, uh, you know, football, the sport of football in general, but especially Middletown football um, has impacted my life tremendously in so many ways. Um, so just the fact that I get the 
the privilege to, to be a coach. Um, it's just a way for me to give back to everything that it has done for me. So it's just a pretty special uh, situation. Indeed it is, uh, Colin, and, and we certainly congratulate you on being able to achieve that. I know you've got more to you want to achieve as well there at Middletown. Your thoughts uh, over the past year and a half and what uh, you take away from this uh, these 16, 17 months up there at Middletown? Mm-hmm. Um, well, really, uh, you know, this is something we talk to our, our players about all the time is you can't take any day that you were given here on this earth for granted because it doesn't matter uh, what it is, it can be taken away from you. Um, we certainly learned that about – I know never in my life did I think that high school football would be played during the fall. Um, <laughs> you know, and we learned last year that that's a possibility, you know. Um, so, you know, just just taking every moment, every opportunity – um, every day uh, for for what it's worth and, and doing the best with your opportunities. Um, you know that's that's probably my biggest takeaway, and I would say our, our kids' biggest takeaway um, from these you know last year and a half because um, it's been quite a ride. Indeed, it has, and we were fortunate to have uh, a season of sorts back in mm-hmm. February and March, and that was huge for all the kids, uh, not only football but and, and the idea of seeing how important number one athletics is to everyone involved and number two how important it is for kids to be with them each other whether it's school setting or sports setting absolutely and and not only that but in a healthy environment um you know that's that's one thing especially the schools are focusing on this year is the mental health of our of our students and I think uh, last year, just that opportunity to play in the spring, the fact that we got, you know, uh, about a week or two weeks of winter sports, and then we actually got, you know, modified seasons for the for the fall and the spring. Um, I think that just kind of demonstrated tremendously what that does for the mental health of, of our youth and how, um, you know, in my opinion, that should be at the forefront of the priorities. Um, I know I'm, I'm definitely willing to be out there uh, to do anything I can for those students, and I know there are yeah, thousands of others that feel the same way. Indeed, and just thinking back over everything that was that had to be done uh, during that time, uh, all the different protocols uh, and such. Is there any part of that whole process that you think may could be used going forward? Uh, that's a great question. Um, so uh, there are some things that we're going to be uh, using going forward. Uh, first and foremost is, is the mask. I know, uh, you know, FCPS uh, started yesterday the mandatory mask when you're inside the building. Um, I'm hoping, you know, me, just me personally, that we will not have to have masks when we're outside. Uh, just kind of, it kind of presented challenges that were unique in their own way uh, when it came to, you know, coaching. Um, and there's a lot of players who, you know, uh, rely on certain things that the mask kind of took away in terms of, you know, hearing and being able to see, you know, you talk and all those types of things. But, um, you know, obviously the mask, um, you know, for me, especially what it did is it forced me to be even more organized, probably to the point where it, it actually, you know, personally kind of drove me crazy because I was <laughs> making spreadsheets and, you know, checking symptoms and, and making sure we had seating charts and all this stuff. Uh, but it did teach me a level of organization that uh, will definitely help me through 
uh, you know, the rest of my career. So uh, that was, uh, you know, a benefit I could take away from it. But um, obviously we're not wearing masks this year, which is fine. Um, like I said in the past, we'll do anything as long as we get to play, you know. So. Indeed. Do you think that uh, more virtual things will be done at some point in time during this during you know from here on out during the seasons that uh, you, you all as coaches and the players will be can can find things to uh, teach learn via virtually. Absolutely. Uh, one example of that last year was uh, you know we weren't allowed to have in person film sessions uh, just because we wanted to limit uh, the amount of contact we had indoors. Um, you know, especially as they say, you know, cases are rising and things like that. We never know what kind of, you know, protocols could be put in place at any moment. So that's uh, something I was actually able to uh, learn how to uh, have a film session virtually. Um, so that was, you know, pretty pretty nice and pretty convenient. So that could be something that we, you know, take away from it as well. Indeed. And, I, I you know, that there's always some positives to a, a negative, and a, I think you hit upon some right there. And, Certainly, we don't have, want to go through the whole thing again, and and we'll do what we need to do to to keep things moving safely and getting back to some semblance of normalcy. Looking at this coming season for you, what kind of assessment do you have, Coach, on this year's squad? Um, you know, I'm really excited about this year's uh, group. They have uh, been working tremendously hard all throughout the summer. Um, even you know, it's kind of unique in this year. Uh, because we really stopped playing about three and a half months ago. Um, you know, April was our last game, so about four months ago, I guess. Um, you know, usually there's a nine, ten month lull in between the season, um, and the start of the season, but most of these guys have kind of never taken their foot off the gas pedal, so to speak. Uh, you know, as soon as the season was over, they were in the weight room getting after it, uh, seven on seven and, and, you know, running and conditioning in, in the weight room all, all summer long. So, you know, these guys, um, are really pushing um, themselves and each other uh, to be better each each day, and it's uh, a fun group to be with. Do you have any players uh, that w- we should be watching this coming season, Coach? Uh, there is a, a long list of players okay. um, who I'm <laughs> very excited for. Um, I I know I can't do them all justice by uh, you know giving names uh, right. out for all of them, but we have uh, just you know a few. Uh, we have start. We're going to be three-year starters, okay. um, and that's uh, we got uh, three on the line. Uh, one is Chad Hoy, another one is Lawson Halsey, uh, and the other one is Michael Salori. Um, you know they were around for that 2019 season yep. um, as sophomores. They were around last year, um, and they'll be be here again this year. So you know, that's three guys there uh, that we're excited. You know, to kind of watch them put the the hopefully the crown on their career. You know, right um, after being able to be there uh, for three seasons. So that's special in its own right. Um, there's other guys like Clark Cheers, uh, Keith Lanat, um, Jeremiah Dennis. Uh, oh, man, I mean, the list goes on and on. I could I could talk all day. Uh, Will Morgan. Uh, I mean, just a lot of guys who, um, especially, you know, we had a, a such a, you know, we've had very competitive teams these past two years with a ton of great athletes. And there's a lot of guys who, you know, maybe didn't get as many opportunities as they would have liked because uh, there were there were you know great athletes in front of them or right with them. So it's going to be special this year to see what they do with uh, this opportunity uh, with some of those older guys who've left. And so, did you have any find a way that maybe this past spring season was another way to get others 
you know, so minutes maybe that will be that can be parlayed into this coming year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was a unique challenge in itself. Uh, you know, you wanted to do uh, the most, uh, you know, for your team as possible, best by your team and possible in terms of treating it as the here and now. Um, you know, and doing it as, as as good as you can. But it was nice. You kind of see where guys are to you know possibly fall into you know places in the future. And there was really we were you know pleasantly surprised with uh, some guys where you know they were able to play in positions where you know we not necessarily would have thought that that would have been uh, their role. Uh, but they stepped up and they did a fantastic job um, at that position. So uh, we're looking forward to you know seeing a little bit more of that. Um, indeed, and so. Looking back, Coach, um, you've ha- being a Frederick County guy went to Middletown. Was there any coach, uh, and maybe there still is someone that's, that's served as a mentor that maybe has given you some advice, and and was there a piece of advice that really stuck with you? Oh man, um, that's a great thing. Uh, you know, I was listing all those coaches off earlier. Um, it was pretty much the same way for me when I was a player there too. I had so many coaches, uh, that, you know, I had a great connection with that gave me great pieces of advice. Um, I would say, um, you know, uh, some of my closest, uh, mentors, uh, would probably be like, um, Warren Rodnauer, um, and, uh, Scott Stoudemire, uh, you know, two of those guys, mm-hmm. uh, I've pretty much, uh, my entire life since I was, you know, a little kid uh, who taught me so much about, you know, the X's and O's of the game and all that. Um, but I would say probably the best piece of advice um, any former coach or anything like that has given me is just, you know, love the kids um, because that's what it's really all about. You know, it's not about winning. It's not about, uh, you know, the X's and O's. It's about doing the best you can for the kids and giving back to the community. And really, I mean, all the coaches that we have at our staff, it's very, uh, very special because uh, I would say, all but one um, was a Middletown football player, a Middletown guy. Um, the other one, he grew up in uh, Kentucky, um, but in a, sim- a very similar, uh, you know, situation in terms of the tradition of the school and things like that. And all of, all of us coach uh, for one reason, and that's because we want to give these kids uh, a special experience because it influenced our lives. You know, it's uh, pretty obviously we don't we don't make a whole lot of money coaching high school football. <laughs> Right. Um, you know, it's special that we all share that bond and share that commonality. Um, and, you know, it's all about the kids. Certainly does, uh, Colin. And the, the fact that you have the staff that you do and all, just about all of them, as you said, come from that the area of Middletown speaks volumes for that entire community and what it, what is done for you and the rest of your staff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you, you, that's a very proud piece to have there. Looking at a quote or saying, uh, coach, that you may have for your squad, or is it year to year that serves as a mantra for you? Do you change it every year, or is there one specific statement that you guys live by? Um, there's actually one specific statement. Actually, it actually started uh, when I was a player, um, and that was uh, during you know Coach Lenat's, uh coaching uh, years there. And that is finished 14. Um, and you know, obviously, there's 14 games in a season to get to a state championship. Uh, you want to be able to finish, um, you know, every drill, every rep, 
every game with all of your effort, you know, leaving everything out on the field, and you want to make it 14 games. So that's that's really been our program mantra for uh, you know the last 10, 10, 12 years. Um, and you know that that old saying, if uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Um, <laughs> you know that's kind of that's kind of how I see that one. So yes. that's that's what we go by, um, and uh, that's what, uh, at least for now, that's what we're going to continue to go by. Do you see find the uh, playoff system? Moving in the right direction now, as as you were able to see it, uh, at least for one season, uh, it'll be done. Of course, again this year, you think we're mo- they're moving in the right direction with with the way it's set up. Um, yeah, you know, it uh, it was very interesting to see uh, that first year. Um, but yeah, I do. I mean, so many years it came down to uh, you know, especially in the two A West. It, arguably the best three teams in the state could have all been in the 2A West, but only one of them would make it in, you know. Um, so it, it was uh, you know, a great example of that would be in 2019, um, you know, Walkersville and us had a, had a fantastic game in what would have been the regional final, but because of the new uh, format in the playoffs, um, it just came down to us. So that was kind of another um, thing where, you know, luckily we were able to move on from that game and went to overtime. Um, but, you know, they were a fantastic team that year, you know, as they always are. Um, but it's, uh, it was, it was very nice to, uh, know that because of one loss or, or maybe even two losses in your season, you're not doomed to, uh, you know, that season being over. Um, so, you know, that gives, uh, you know, good peace of mind to the players. Um, you know, for so many years, especially in the Tim Amber, in the, excuse me, Tim Ambrose days, it was, uh, one loss in your season, you know, might not go on. Uh, two losses and, and you definitely weren't making, you know, the playoffs. So I, I really enjoy it, especially from a coach's standpoint. And I know the players do because you can't, you know, it's incredibly hard for even a fantastic team to have a perfect season. Um, so I think it's, uh, moving in the right direction. Yes, I, I, I agree with you 100%, Colin. The fact that, you know, it, it's, it's this way with other sports throughout the state and where you have pockets, uh, around the state in a certain region where it's conceivable that two, maybe even three of the schools are in the top five or six in the whole state. And the idea, I like to see them separated out a little more so at least they don't meet till later and hopefully get you know don't meet to the state final yes yeah exactly yeah i i'm at least they're going heading in that direction absolutely looking back when in your youth uh colin um what was it about the game of football that really got you hooked oh man well you know the game has slightly changed, um, you know, in, over the years. But uh, one thing that got me hooked from a, a young age is the toughness factor. Um, and yet that's something that players still need to have in the grit. You know, the toughness and the grit it takes to play the game and how, uh, you know, if, let's face it, if the game were easy, everybody would play the game, you know. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it, t- it does take a, a special breed to play the game that requires a lot of toughness, both physical and mental, a lot of grit. And, uh, not only, uh, you know, the physical aspect of it, but, you know, the mental part in terms of, you know, understanding the game, uh, why things are done the way they are and being able to use that to your advantage. I mean, it was pretty much, uh, all of that kind of came together, 
And um, I was lucky enough to have coaches who taught all all aspects of the game, and you know that really that really motivated me, and you know kind of hooked me. So, what was there a time uh, where the light bulb went off for you that you said to yourself, "Coaching is what I want to do." Yeah, actually, um, I was I believe it was either right at my senior year, going into my senior year of high school, or right after my senior year. I can't remember which. I would. Um, help coach the um, youth program, uh, the eighth grade varsity team. And um, I remember specifically for some reason we were in a tackling drill and I was teaching a tackling drill and I was having probably just about as much fun or more fun than the guys who were doing the drill. And I was thinking, man, this is, this is awesome, you know. Uh, this is something I could, you know, really see myself doing. But it was uh, especially the relationships that I formed with my coaches and how much uh, they helped me uh, just as a young man. And I, I had a, a fantastic family and great support system. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of guys out there who uh, weren't as lucky as me when it comes to having that support system or that family or those role models. Uh, so, you know, that's when I was like, if I can be a coach and, and, and do what my coaches have done for me, uh, for other guys, uh, I think I think that's for me, you know. So. I, I, I'm sure Mike is very – Glad to have you up there at Middletown, uh, Colin. And we're running short on time, unfortunately. I certainly enjoy chatting with you and getting a chance to catch up uh, and talk football, but I certainly want to wish you continued success at Middletown. Con- uh, good luck this coming season, and we hope to see the Knights go uh, into the postseason and maybe see you down at, at the Naval Academy. But Good luck, and thank you for your time today, Colin. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you having me. Indeed. You're listening to the Frederick County Weekend Sports Show here on 930 WFMD. I'm your host, Steve Nibbs. We'll see you next week. Past editions of this program are available in the audio vault at WFMD.com. I'm Dr. Gordon Christensen. When I became a dentist, I learned how quickly poor oral health can lead to other serious health problems. I wanted to help, so I joined DLN. Join me in seeing one patient per year. Visit willyouseeone.org. 930 WFMD Sports Update. From the Fox Sports Studios in Los Angeles. Here's Isaac Lohenkron. Nathan Fenno of the Los Angeles Times reports that federal prosecutors plan to present testimony from approximately five Major League Baseball players alleging that they received oxycodone from a former Los Angeles Angels PR employee named Eric Kay, who's charged in connection with a 2019 fatal overdose of Angels pitcher Tyler Skaggs. A court filing submitted by prosecutors late Friday night did not name the players involved and did not mention whether they played for the Angels. Angels or another major league team. On the field Friday night, the Dodgers won their eighth in a row, beating the Mets 3 to 2. Walker Bueller improved to 13 and 2. The Padres lost at home to the Phillies 4 to 3. San Diego's lost 8 of 9. College sports Oregon and Oregon State became the first Power five schools to announce they'll require proof of vaccination or a negative recent COVID test for people over the age of 12 to attend their football games. And now an important message from Jerry Rice. As a career-wide receiver, I've been hit hard. But no training nor practice prepared us for the devastation of COVID-19. Thankfully, there is hope. Even with multiple vaccines available, we still have to work together until everyone is safe. We all win 
when we unite to prevent. For more information, visit unitetoprevent.org. This is Mid-Maryland's News and Talk Alternative, 930 WFMD. News Radio.